This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. secret conclave of America's media empires. We are here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Uh, yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, 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 yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So petter beware that warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender fiddles. Yeah, shut up, NBC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Behind the Schemes, episode 19 of November the 30th. I'm Boo Berry. Malachi. Nick. <laughs> we have a second guest star two episodes in a row and i'm very excited about it this is gonna be some good shit um so that little opener bit it's uh it's from the simpsons it was something we were talking about last week and i after some technical difficulties i guess finally kind of got it back working ish i drank all my coffee i'm ready for a cigarette break already it's gonna be a great episode y'all <laughs> yeah, we, we got ready. through it. We got 
<laughs> ready for a break. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so house, cl- house cat flu, uh, which is interesting because, uh, I know that I always kind of bring up stories that they talk about no agenda to this show, but one thing that they've been kind of following is this mink. Uh, what do you, what do you call the mass slaughtering of minks? Culling. That's the word I'm looking for. There's been a, a massive mink culling of like 15 million in Denmark. And what happened was they only dug like a three foot mass burial uh, hole for them all. And then they threw them all in and they covered them with dirt. But then they started bloating up and filling with gas from decomposing. So all the minks started pop- popping out of the ground. <laughs> It's like a ferret. Yeah. Oh, ferret. Okay. Yeah, it's like a fancy. Uh, they smash them over their heads with the little clubs, right? Yeah, and then and they make they're... coats out of them. Yeah. And then people throw blood at people who are wearing the coats. Oh yeah, I forgot people did or, that. Yeah. Oh, that's Maybe good. paint blood. <laughs> Red paint. Kind of hope it's blood. <laughs> yeah. Um. I thought Monty was going to be with us tonight, but I think he had something pop up, so he will be joining us for Thursday's episode. While I, on the other hand, will be gone for Thursday's episode, I'll be doing a guest spot on the show Hog Story, which I'm pretty excited about. Should be good. Hopefully, I can get a, a you know just a couple of viewers to migrate over. Check us out. Um, it's known as the trendiest podcast in the universe, which will be good times. <laughs> Don't be too excited, y'all. <laughs> We're so proud of you. Ow. Uh, it should be good. Hopefully um, I can plead our case hard enough to get some help setting up some other technical aspects. Like um want to get a chat room going for the show, which would be cool. Like a IRC chat, um, a live stream, and there's one other thing. Oh, website. Trying on the website. I've been looking at a couple of different things, but everything wants you to commit, pay a bunch of money. And I'm not ready to quite do that until I can find something that's actually going to let me do aesthetically what I think would be really cool. And essentially, it's just a fucking VCR menu is what I'm wanting to make. Give it that old school retro vibe. Real easy, real basic, plain and simple. Yeah, it looks good. Timeless look. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? Been up to anything good? Been eating good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Still mm. working on our Thanksgiving leftovers. <laughs> yep. Did some bacon wrapped scallops last night. That was good. You and only about half of America, because all the normal people are holed up in their bubbles, and all the conspiracy theorists were out having Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I've already seen Fauci is going to uh, superimpose a surge on top of the current surge that we've had, um, which is an interesting hey, choice of words. He's a scientist. He is a <laughs> he's a fucking lizard person. Okay, this is this is you Fauci. Don't believe in science. Look, I mean, I'm Fauci. I'm a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I did. I did say something factually incorrect. I should have been saying Faustus this entire time, but 
you know, I, I guess that's also no way to talk to one of the candidates for Times Person of the Year award. So, whatever. Be the him. Was Kamala and Joe Biden up there, I'm sure. No. Uh, Gretchen, Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer, of course. It was don't Gretchen. buy anything you don't need. That's her advice to everybody. Her yeah. communist advice. And then, uh, so I went out and bought. More shit I don't need. <laughs> More than normal. Yeah. <laughs> this is my protest dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have bought protest toilet paper, but they ran out. <laughs> um, oh, man, it won't be long till it'll be illegal to do a Gret- Gretchen, uh, whatever. No, what's her name? Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, that's the governor of. Oh, which one are you thinking of? Yeah. Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, little girl. Oh, uh, damn it, Thornburg. Thornburg. Sorry yeah, about Greta. that. Greta. My bad. Just a bit outside. I, re- I was reading about her earlier. Yeah, she wants she's... everybody just to buy what they need. Don't buy anything <laughs> other than what you need, or you will destroy the planet. She's kind of an interesting one. Uh, I got my own suspicions. I, I think. Uh, I think there might be handlers involved. There are. Oh, <laughs> um, I think Rebel News had a good one where they, they met the handlers. There's a good video of them talking. It's, it's interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is something I've kind of shied away from over the past couple of years just because uh, the me from four years ago was kind of on different planes of thinking and I was for sure like, yeah, the environment's changing. We've got a pretty dramatic hand in it all. But the more stuff that happens, the more clips get passed around. And I, I just, I really wonder if uh, there's not just more manipulation behind it all, um, especially when they start talking about doing the lockdowns over climate change, uh, which I think was Canada was talking about that. And they just want to do lockdowns. They want to control everybody. Um, well, did you did you guys get a chance to watch the uh, Corbett Report video? Are you all familiar with him? Mm, I am. No, he's uh, he's been you know podcaster, YouTube um, creator. He's got his own website. Everything sourced out. Uh, he's a little dry for my taste, so it kind of like you have to you have to be really committed to sit there and like listen to his stuff back to back, but you know, reach it out like once a week, checking him out. Highly recommend it. He's got really good stuff, but uh, he just came out with a video breaking down the lockdowns and what the origin of them were, which I found was super intriguing and also super infuriating um, given the source of who decided that, you know, this is all okay and we're going to do it. I think, nope, not this one, I'm sorry. That's David Icke. Another huge recommendation. <laughs> David Icke is the shit. And he's the progenitor of the lizard people conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, check my volume here. <clears throat> Let's bring that down. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. 
In 2006, a 15-year-old high school student from Albuquerque, New Mexico, won third place in the Intel Science and Engineering Fair for her project on slowing the spread of an infectious pathogen during a pandemic emergency. Using a computer simulation that she developed with the help of her father, she argued that in order to slow the spread of the disease, governments should implement school shutdowns, keep kids at home, and enforce social distancing. Incredibly, that third place high school science fair project can be tied directly to the lockdown policies being implemented by governments around the world today. You see, that father that she developed her computer simulation with was no average doting dad, but a senior researcher at Sandia National Laboratories who, at that time, was working on pandemic emergency response plans for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. His proposal to implement school shutdowns and, if need be, workplace shutdowns in the event of a pandemic emergency was developed at least in part in response to his daughter's high school project. Uh, So the rest of the video is him going through talking about what the consequences of the shutdowns have, have been. And naturally, it's things like suicides and dives into alcoholism and drug abuse and uh, uh, domestic abuse, you know, children, uh, yeah, children abuse and shit like that because families just aren't, (laughs) families aren't meant to hang out this long in person. (laughs) We need a break from each other. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. (laughs) That was Easter. Easter was when uh, fucking Faustus, Faustus was like, yeah, every, everything's going to be on the down low and everybody stayed home. Everybody fucking wore the mask. After, uh, as far as I'm concerned, everybody was pretty much wearing the mask around these parts, at least by when was that? May? No, uh, April. Yeah. Easter. Yeah. And here we are getting ready to go into another one. And it's like, okay, well, are the masks working? Is the lockdown actually working? If they are, why are we doing it again? I, they just they, these arguments are so easily attacked by people that have just fish hooks lining the perimeter of their mouth, being pulled in every direction. Like, <laughs> it's all coming from pharmaceutical fucking backed news organizations and these politicians that somehow magically actually give a fuck about you. Uh, they do. I'm, I'm, I know it's shocking, right? It's shocking. Well, I feel so much better now. Good. I'm, I'm glad. All better. Looking up for us. <laughs> Nobody told me that. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother fucking tirade I've been chewing on the past couple of days. I was like, when 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 in the fuck did Joe Biden turn into some folk hero riding off into the sunset? Like, is is that is that what he is? Is is he really like uh, this just he's the most popular man in the history of politics. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> We're so happy to be voting establishment right now. I can literally cry. It's I think, I think voting's about done now. You know? <laughs> we'll just make it up as we go. Fuck it. 
<laughs> well, they're not going to win. You know, Democrats are, are going to win Georgia, both both seats. That's a, I mean, damn. If nobody goes to jail or even gets questioned or does anything over the, this obvious massive fraud uh, for any of it, I don't think anybody's been charged with anything at all. And they're going to rig everything. Why wouldn't they? I mean, damn. It's just like shit. Yeah, I, I've always been in the mindset, right? We definitely touched on it well the last episode, but dudes like Jello Biafra um, with their spoken word CDs from the early 2000s, they're talking about it. John Oliver's talking about it. Like, wouldn't you want to know if there are votes being tampered with? And and I, I just not right now because Joe Biden won, right? <laughs> Again, I just they lost I feel every other thing. They lost like you know, like fifteen house seats or something. Well, it's, it's just another one of those things, like the, the fucking keys to the lockdown. Once you hand them over, they ain't giving them back. Mm-hmm. It's the same with it. I I thought this might be a good chance to show that, like, hey, you know, shit that we've been doing to other countries for the past six decades. Why can it not happen here? I'm actually, <laughs> I'm totally surprised that doesn't happen here. Actually. <laughs> Well, it is now. Uh, it's getting ready to happen soon. Nick was talking about um, he read something today that Norway passed um, hate speech hate laws. Speech laws yeah. yeah. Just, so, they're keeping it coming. <laughs> was it, you know, what is the, do you remember anything about the details? Uh, I really just read the headline. That, yeah. yeah they, uh, it's more compelled speech laws, you know. Compelled speech? That's interesting. Hello, friends. My name is Theo, and today it's oh, exciting. Sorry. That's totally unrelated to the show, y'all. <laughs> uh, pull it up here, see if I can. Um, Reuters. Yeah. yeah, it was like, they were specific. It was specifically about trans people. It's from November 25th. From Norway outlaws hate speech against trans people. Yeah, but it was like um, in personal conversations and in your house. You know, nothing. It wasn't in public. Like I think that's how it is, kind of uh, in Canada. If you're in a university or a public space and you say something, then they can get you, but not on your end. People found guilty. Yeah, people found guilty of hate speech face a fine or up to a year in jail, up to a year in jail for private remarks, and a maximum of three years in jail for public comments. Wow, a year in jail. I mean, that could private. That is the most communist shit in the world, right there. And that, I mean, that, something like dead naming totally falls into that. This is from you, Reuters. Yeah. yeah, you can make a mistake, dead name somebody, and fuck that shit. Theoretically, man. they could get you for that. <laughs> I feel like there's parts of Canada where that's already um, seeping in. I, I forget. Yeah, which it is. that's why Jordan Peterson was claimed yeah. to be a. Uh, but it's more racist. Yeah, it's like uh, really just in the universities and in uh, public right. spaces. Like, this is different because they have it in your private house. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peterson's whole argument was just that you cannot legislate speech. You know? <laughs> well, From we certainly Magna proved Carta. him wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is fucked up, and these people are willing to do anything to, to get this control over everybody. Well, you know, let's let's if let's you can't th- talk shit about a transgender person. You sure as hell aren't going to be able to talk shit about a member of parliament. 
or a member of the house, you know, or yep. your mayor or a city council person. Let's see. Alexa Scotland hates speech. Chairman Harris. Chairman Harris. <laughs> yep. There's something else in Scotland um, that had come up not too long ago. Scotland bill to criminalize hate speech. One of the perks about running a community driven uh, website. Let's see. Where's uh, this one's all editorialized. Let's go to this one. Essentially what it's saying is Alexis can listen in and pick up. Like if you got a real racist family member and report back. And um, it seems like Europe's kind of got a predilation for letting cops come into people's houses without any sort of warrant. Cause there was the doctor doing the live stream about, being anti-science or a science denier to go technical. So this science denying doctor is doing a live stream poking holes in COVID and uh, German police knock his door down and come and arrest him. And then um, this one isn't specifically related to the COVID or anything, but there was a Ann Elvis impersonator putting on a performance and he had headphones on. I guess he couldn't hear the police knocking on the door. So they, Busted in, and uh, he actually bull charged them <laughs> when he turned around and saw people in his house. Um, let's see. Despite reports last month that the this is the Scottish one proposed law would be watered down so that authorities would still require evidence of intent to offend in order to secure a conviction. Mister Yusuf, the leftist separatist Scottish National Party, wants the law to have the power to invade people's private homes, according to the times. Um, Yusuf said that there would be a dwindling defense, such as the 1986 public order act, which outlaws abusive, threatening or insulting words if uttered in your own home. So that discussions at a dinner table could land a Scotsman in court for hate speech. And then, you know, tie this right into what they did to count Dankula for teaching his pug as, you know, (laughs) some shit posting to do the Nazi salute. You know, he, he was still, he's still facing court battles over this. And he caught that, he caught that fucking journalist. He was like, well, you can't, you can't say things out of context because it'll, it'll still radicalize and incentivize people. And he's like, you just, you can't say things like, you know, kill all the Jews. And, um, Scott Dinkler is like, oh, so you, you, you're saying that things can be taken out of context. Well, you just said the same thing that, you know, they're, that they're cracking down on me for. And I mean, that that's a really terrible butchering of the, yeah. the whole, Yeah, but you said you can't say like kill all the Jews, but you just said it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just did said it. So I hope no one ever isolates that because that would be fucked up. We don't support that period. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, hate speech, it'll just continue to crack down and tighten it up. And you know, anything that could be close to what could be considered the truth is just going to get labeled as a baseless conspiracy theory. And, you know, we'll just keep pushing conspiracy theorists towards this frame of uh, they're all unhinged radicals that, yeah. you know, pick I mean, just pick a fucking narrative like <laughs> there's no shortage of them. And it's really fucking sad. Yeah, we're just we're living in two parallel worlds. Uh, 
You know, you've got the mainstream narrative and they don't know anything that's going on outside of that. And then we've got people more like us who, you know, see that the mainstream narrative is kind of baloney. And then uh, we've got, you know, all the our own set of facts and they've got their own set of facts. And then once those two worlds collide, it's just it's a nightmare for for everybody involved. (laughs) It's only getting worse. Mm hmm. And I think a lot of this is done just on the basis of uh, people hated Trump. Um, yeah. Using it as a uh, stepping stone or like a little fire starter almost. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, hopefully hopefully we kind of start to get our sense, senses about us again, but <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Um. I mean, even so like this, uh, you saw the, the barbecue shop owner or the bar- barbecue joint owner in Toronto that got arrested for defying lockdown orders for three days in a row. Um, th- there's people that I know in Canada, they're like, yeah, good. Bur- you know, we should burn his place down. Uh, we hope he gets all these, these fines and like, we're just going ham on him. And it's really, it's really disappointing. I think to, in a sense. Oh, yeah, good enough. God damn it. We had some technical issues, but we're back. This tells me that we're being listened to and we're doing the right thing. <laughs> Did you say listen to? Yeah, we're being totally listened to, dude. Listen, it's fine. Cutting off our stream, man. <laughs> yeah, we were getting on to something there. And it was yeah, like, you had a good stream of consciousness going on there. Well, uh, maybe you know, if it's good, we'll keep it going. I don't know, you know. Well, it did uh, remind me of an article from Scientific American. Um, I was able to pull it up while we were getting back on track. Uh, title of it is People Drawn to Conspiracy Theories Share a Cluster of Psychological Features. Baseless theories threaten our safety and democracy. It turns out that specific emotions make people prone to such thinking. Um, well, there's not much baseless about Epstein and we're a Republic, not a democracy. So we're off to a really great start. (laughs) Um, do y'all have any interest? Like, uh, Oh, this is a preview. God, I don't want to pay for your shitty articles. (laughs) Let's see if we can take it over to brave. Maybe. Yeah. You get on. They got a journalism degree from, Somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pay for your insults. <laughs> <laughs> Never even thought of it that way, but yeah. well, I mean, give us four ninety five a month, and we'll call you a Nazi. <laughs> At least he's pulled off time. <laughs> Did you see that tweet from like the, the editor in chief of New York Times saying that he was going to be just as hard on the Biden administration as he's he was on the Trump administration? <laughs> hard on for maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, fucking Jimmy Dore is just sitting there going through an interview with uh, who was it? Stephen Colbert and Obama. And holy shit, like Stephen Colbert is off the rails. He's sitting there like, oh, I just got to I just got to drink this in a real president. Just like, mm. <laughs> it's, it's 
pretty amusing, all things considered. Well, it makes Obama look like the most insane narcissist in the world, man. You know, but everybody's like, but he's Obama. He did nothing in eight years. You can ask anybody right now, what's the greatest thing Obama did? And they'll be like, Obamacare. Great. So he doubled everybody's health care costs, except for like 10 people. Oh, That's I know. I know where I administration is going to do. They're going to make some shit really good for about 10 people. This is why I love No Agenda so much, because all their show notes, all those articles that they fucking reference or I mean, some like they didn't talk about this in the last, in the last episode. It's just it's a part of a plethora <laughs> of information. But they just grab the text and they drop it straight on the page. So we can read through this. Do you guys you guys want to do this? Yeah. <clears throat> Stephen Lewandowski was deep in denial. About six years ago, the cognitive science had thrown himself into a study of why some people refuse to accept the overwhelming evidence that the planet is warming and humans are responsible. Already starting off with climate change, and this is going to be great. As he delved into this climate change denialism, Lewandowski, then at the Western uh, University of Western Australia, discovered that many of the naysayers also believed in outlandish plots, such as the idea that the moon landing was a hoax created by the American government. Quote, mm. a lot of the discourse these people were engaging in on the Internet was totally conspiratorial, end quote, he recalls. Lewandowski, hold on, let me let's stop here. Do you guys believe that the moon landing was was a was a hoax that it was faked? No, no, I don't. I'm curious of how they actually got all the film back from the moon landing because once they pass through the Van Allen uh, radiation belt, like it's just getting bombarded. And if you go and look at those old space pods, there there's not a whole lot to them. So, like, if they put them in a lead box, I think, or something to that nature, I think it would be kind of, you know, yeah, that sounds right. But that's the only thing I'm a little suspicious on. Um, but then again, I also <laughs> have serious reservations on whether or not the moon is actually what they say it is. <laughs> oh, you guys actually believe in the moon? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> A giant soul processing factory. Giant soul? I think it's a rock. <laughs> it's a giant rock soul. disguised as a soul processing factory. What is uh, Venus? You're, you're going to have to elaborate on soul processing factory. <laughs> so the whole idea of reincarnation is that you're supposed to like live through your life and you know upgrade your vibration and become just a... Uh, you know, not a better behaving, but like just a higher vibrational being. And this whole idea of when you die and you see the light, you're supposed to go to the end of the tunnel where the light is. But what it is, is it's the moon grabbing your soul, chewing it up and, and spitting you back down and, and keeping us here in this plane of existence that's ruled by the Demiurge who is kind of like the God of the old Testament, but he's much more of a, like, if you can believe it, he's an even bigger prick. So, uh, this comes from the book of the dead. Um, the Tibetan book of the dead, I believe where they talk about your soul is, um, not the one, not the neck Necronomicon. Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> Klaatu, Verada. <laughs> 
which is also one of my all time favorite fucking movies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. It's out there. It's, you know, it's, it's my little like kind of go to. I don't want to fuck around with people. It's like, <laughs> you believe in the moon. Um, I do think it's highly suspicious that however the moon is hanging there, it's, it's the perfect counterbalance to planet earth so that it's only ever facing us. You know, it's rotation matches the earth's rotation so that we're only ever seeing one side of it. I find, I find that kind of suspicious and the moon also rung like a bell when they landed on it. So it's hollow to a big degree. Pretty much. Well, yeah, I haven't heard that. Uh, I I don't know if there's any audio of that. Um, <laughs> I don't think that there is. <laughs> coming in thrusters on. Boom. Come on, thrusters, thrusters yeah. on. See, thrusters like, on. Uh, typing in "moon rung like a bell." Popular science is the first hit. Does the moon sound like a bell? Um, when they get out and they're jumping around, they're like, <laughs> that actually sounds like the cutest thing. Just a bunch of astronauts, like low gravity jumping. And they're like, ding. One step for man, one really cute sounding step for mankind. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can come back uh, around to this at some point if y'all are interested. Um, but I think we should con- uh, continue forward. <clears throat> Lewandowski's found, uh, findings published in 2013 in Psychological Science brought these conspiracy theorists out of the woodwork. Offended by his claims, they criticized his integrity online and demanded that he be fired. He was not, although he has since moved to the University of Bristol in England. But as Lewandowski waded through one irate post after another, he discovered that his critics, in response to his assertions about their conspir- conspiratorial tendencies, were actually spreading new conspiracy theories about him. These people accused him and his colleagues of faking survey responses and of conducting the research without ethical approval. When his personal website crashed, one blogger accused him of in, uh, intentionally blocking critics from seeing it. None of it was true. I feel like I've heard about this guy before. I, I wonder I if he's... Um, so does he... He just says he just saw it. Does he give any names of any conspiracy theorists? Does he have a number? What classes they took? Um, you know, where do they work? Is, is there any information on them other than they are conspiracy theorists? It doesn't It doesn't say. Um, so, I mean, what? none of... I, I don't... This, this is without merit. This whole thing is without merit. He's got a book. Is there any evidence? Does he lead, provide any documentation to, uh, like, the uh, calls to get him fired? Were there a number of them? Would anybody leave their name? Anything like that? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like a very college-level thing to do either. Because normally, you know, if you're, it's the left that cries for people's jobs. You know, it sounds like he's projecting a little bit to me. Um. Just from what I'm reading, I don't know the guy, and I'm biased as fuck. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, I'm 
you can smell bullshit sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I'm right, sometimes I'm not. So just just calling this one right off the bat, not having read it or anything. Maybe it's the way you're reading it. Uh, well, he's got a book oh, yeah. called The Conspiracy Theory Handbook. Conspiracy theories attempt to explain events as a secretive plots of power for people. While conspiracy theories are not typically supported by evidence, this doesn't stop them from blossoming. Conspiracy theories damage society in a number of ways to help minimize these harmful effects. The Conspiracy Theory Handbook by Stephen Lewandowski and John Cook explains why conspiracy theories are so popular, how to identify the traits of conspiratorial thinking, and what are the effective response strategies? It's just this, this conspiratorial thing. I just, there's something like, I'm, I'm not sure how to phrase it. Like there's nothing super egregious about that term. Cause you're describing the act of believing in conspiracies, I suppose, but just, um, that's like two or more people engaging in a crime or something to, yeah, uh, two people in a secret plot. <laughs> well, I think the term conspiracy theory, the way this guy's using it, is basically like if we don't agree with the mainstream narrative, exactly what we're saying, we're going to call you names until nobody thinks you're credible anymore. You know, so. Yeah. Well, and that whole, like, oh, <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it JFK where they started uh, throwing around the term conspiracy theorists to help discredit yeah. anybody that was looking into JFK? Or MLK or. Oh yeah, well, fuck. Malcolm X. Bunch of them went off in that era. Uh, how's that Bill Hicks quote go? Shut him up. <laughs> yes. What's my agenda? Uh, you ever hear that one, Bill Hicks? You know where he's like, uh, "President runs on shit." Yeah, I'm going to change this and that, this and that, blah blah blah. And then they he wins, and the Secret Service takes him into another room. And shows them a different angle of the Kennedy assassination that no one else has ever seen. And he goes, so what's my agenda? <laughs> ah, man, like if there was one dude I could pull back from the dead to, you know, witness what what's going on, I think it would be Bill Hicks. But he's still alive. He is Alex Jones. Have you not heard this? You dumbass God. <laughs> I tried to convince Monty that in like our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, well, all white guys look the same. <laughs> Monty's about as white as they come. Come on. Uh, I, you know, there's that uh, Bill Hicks has got um, uh, sort of a character. Um, I don't know if he ever gave him a, a name specifically, but. Yeah, he, he just he's got different inflections in the way he delivers jokes, and it's it's kind of close to Alex Jones. I I don't know. I'm still on the fence of that one. I'm I'm leaning towards a very very soft maybe, just maybe. Um, but it's not. There's not as much solid evidence as the moon landing thing. But <laughs> uh, not as much convincing evidence. So the article goes on. The irony was amusing at first, but the ranting even included a death threat and calls and emails to his university became so vicious that the administrative staff who fielded them asked their managers for help. That's when Lewandowski changed his assessment. I quickly realized there was nothing funny about these guys at all. 
The dangerous consequences of the conspiratorial perspective, the idea that people or groups are colluding in hidden ways to produce a particular outcome, have become painfully clear. The gunman who shot and killed 11 people and injured six others in a Pittsburgh synagogue on uh, in October 2018 justified his attack by claiming that Jewish people were stealthily supporting illegal immigrants. In 2016, a conspiracy theory posting that high-ranking Democratic Party officials were involved in a child sex ring, including several Washington, D.C. area restaurants, incited one believer to fire an assault weapon inside of a pizzeria. Luckily, no one was hurt but the computer. Shot right through the computer. What inspired the guy to shoot at all the Republicans on the baseball field or the softball field? And shoot the guy, Steve Scalise. What is he? Oh, yeah, representative. Uh, is that uh, Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, you know, this is bullshit. They don't, he doesn't provide any evidence. He's just saying shit happened. Well, I, I will say, I don't think that this article is written by him. I think this is an article about him. But I don't disagree because you're gonna you're gonna take these you should fucking- have say that so and so that was the communications director at the college in, that so and so worked at said that blank where are so many you know, that's what it should say. It should say so and so name, not unnamed sources or just no name. This happened. I mean damn I could write that. I don't believe it is what I'm saying. Yeah, Don't, and you know, my ass. This whole—I uh, mean, the whole PizzaGate thing. I, I think that gunman was sent in specifically to create a situation where legacy media can say, "Hey, look at this deranged nut job." Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'd say as far as the whole PizzaGate thing is concerned, the fucking Instagram is the linchpin to that all. Um. I mean, just in the posts from James Oliphantus and the people that were floating in and around his community online, like it leads to some very questionable stuff. Um, Mali Buddha is one of the YouTubers that was struck down from YouTube, but he's got a several documentaries where he's going through everything. And uh, some of it's fucking really hard to watch. Um, then you got the Podesta brothers with the questionable artwork in Tony's place. Like there's, there's a lot there. And I prefer the, I prefer the technical term pedo gate rather than pizza gate. Um, but yeah, you know, let Alex Jones get a hold of it. Let him rant and rave. Let you know, give, give mainstream media something to point at be like, yeah, see, look at this fucking wacko. Anyways, the mindset is uh, surprisingly common, although thankfully it does not often lead to gunfire. More than a quarter of of the American population believes there are conspiracies, quote, behind many things in this world, end quote. According to a 2017 analysis of government survey data by the University of Oxford and the University of Liverpool researchers, the prevalence of conspiracy mongering may not be new, but today the theories are becoming more visible, says Viren Swamy a social psychologist at Anglia Ruskin University in England who studies the phenomenon. For instance, when more... I just interrupt it real quick, if you don't mind. Sorry if it was in a... But, uh, you know, he is doing things here. He is naming people specifically for stats that he's talking about. 
right? A quarter of the people believe in a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I would think it should be 100% of people. I think that's an incredibly low you know, number, personally. I would think that everybody thinks that there's some bullshit going on. Right, I can't right. believe that 75% of the people are just like, oh, no, yeah. it's all good. I believe everything. Yeah, right. Face value. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm going to jump in again, you know, if but that felt that that was worth uh, stabbing in there for a minute. Yeah, for, for by all means. Um, for instance, <laughs> for instance, when more than a dozen bombs were sent to a prominent Democrats and Trump critics, as well as CNN in October 2018, a number of high profile conservatives quickly suggested that the explosives were really a, quote, false flag a fake attack orchestrated by Democrats to mobilize their supporters during the U.S. midterm elections. I thought all the, quote, bombs that had been mailed out were like pieces of PVC with, like, uh, just random shit glued to them. Because, again, the guy was kind of out of his gourd. I I don't even know about that. So, uh, yeah, there was some guy in Florida that, you know, they got a picture of his van and he's got all these Trump stickers on and he's mailing all these bombs and the bombs turned out to be just like shit that he thought would look like it's a, (laughs) some sort of detonation device and trolling uh, or what? I I don't know, man. Just like psycho. Uh, one. Yeah. Well, go ahead and we'll, you know, there you go. One for you. You can link him to every other Trump supporter in the world. Go ahead. That's one guy. Yeah, that sounds right, like next. profiling. Yeah. Next. One obvious reason for the current raised profile of this kind of thinking is that the U.S. president is a vocal conspiracy theorist. Donald Trump has suggested, among other things, that the father of Senator Ted Cruz of Texas helped to assassinate President John F. Kennedy and that, uh, that Democrats funded the same migrant caravan traveling from Honduras to the U.S. that worried the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter. But there are other factors at play. It's a stretch, boy. That's a stretch. Anyway, I I was hoping that they were going to say that uh, Donald Trump uh, propagated the idea that Ted Cruz was the uh, Zodiac killer. Zodiac killer. That's where I thought it was going to (laughs) That would have been a little funnier. Um. Uh, but there are other factors at play, too. New research suggests that events happening worldwide are nurturing underlying emotions that make people more willing to believe in conspiracies. Experiments have revealed that feelings of anxiety make people think more conspiratorially. Such feelings, along with a sense of disenfranch- uh, disenfranchisement, currently grip many Americans, according to surveys. In such situations, a conspiracy theorist can provide comfort by identifying a convenient scapegoat and thereby making the world seem more straightforward and controllable. People can assume that if these bad guys weren't there, then everything would be fine, Lewandowski says. Whereas if you don't believe in conspiracy theory, then you just have to say that terrible things happen randomly. Or you could say, never let a good crisis go to waste. I mean, that would be up there. Um, there's, this is, this is, this is something I just, I've never been able to wrap my head around. It's like, Oh, how can you believe in conspiracy theories? You really think that there's a small group of people playing out all these events to enact massive control. That sounds so ridiculous. There is no possibility that anyone could ever, you know, take, 
generations to set up fucking plan. Like, I, I just, I don't understand that train of thought of like, nope, there's, there's no, at no point does the pyramid peak off and there's only a handful. Cause we all live in a fucking pyramid scheme. Like we've got people above us. We have people below us, but it only goes up at a fucking, you know, 45 degree angle on both sides. Like I, I just, I've never really understood that line of thinking. It's interesting. Yeah, there, some of these people might, if they read like the Gary Allen, none dare call it conspiracy or something like that, written in you know late sixties, talking oh. about the trilateral commission, the Rockefeller, uh, the Rockefellers, uh, the. Builder groups, yeah, in the foreign um, uh, council on foreign relations yeah. and uh, the world economic forum. Yeah, yeah the and and there's the history. There's this. <laughs> there's like you know you can read the words that have come out of these leaders. You want to call them leaders? Uh, you know, mouths. Uh, it's all there. And what it, what what are these people doing? Uh, or they say that. This is fake, you know. They're, they're like these people don't meet in private and discuss this stuff, come up with the ideas and plans, and they literally do. It makes the news. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, I've got a I've got a book called but, the um, the Octopus of Global Control, and it's all fucking quotes from people that hang in and around these groups. It's it's pretty good. Um, I know Gramerica will often read quotes from from uh, certain individuals from that book. Send you a link to it later. Um, yeah, I just you know, I kind of I guess to put the final nail in that in that train of thought, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't understand the mindset. You know, maybe this is that whole dimension A and dimension B thing that. Nick there brought up a little earlier. Yeah, I think that. Uh, and also, I've talked to some people about this, and uh, it seems like they get caught up in the idea that there's like a. Uh, they get caught up in the additional conspiracy theories, like the control stuff and the flat Earth stuff, which I don't know how far you guys like to go into that, but. Uh, so I don't think we've they, ever touched like flat Earth, yeah. for example. They think. Yeah. Well, which which is you no, know, I think they're baloney. So something something's going on with y'all's uh, internet connection. Sounds like you're dropping out real hard and getting digital. We must be flying over Target again. Yeah, I think that might just be on your end. What? Yeah. God damn it! Damn <laughs> like On oh. a chain of landing. Uh, what they get all mixed up with. They don't think there could be so many people in on a certain thing, but that they miss the whole point of it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter that everybody knows exactly what's going on. Um, but there are these meetings that happen. And Yeah. I mean, this shit gets discussed behind closed doors that so. we're not privy to. Like, I just, why is that so fucking hard to wrap your mind around? <laughs> okay. I get it. You don't want to believe that they're all fucking lizard people. Fine. Do they have your best interests in mind? Probably not. Uh, we want to give them all the power and all our money. 
Yeah, they just want all your money, man. God. Yeah. Uh, discerning fact from fiction can be difficult, however, and some seemingly wild conspiracy ideas turn out to be true. The once scoffed at notion that Russian nationals meddled in the 2016 presidential election is now supported by a slew of guilty pleas, evidence-based indictments, and U.S. intelligence agency conclusions. So how is one to know what to believe? There, too, psychologists have been at work and, and have uncovered strategies that can help people distinguish plausible theories from those that are almost certainly fake. Strategies that seem to become more important by the day. See, that's fucking interesting because <laughs> I certainly believe that the uh, Russiagate what is a conspiracy theory. I don't think that they were ev- ever able to actually prove that it was true. Everyone's not not true. And then there's no evidence. You're a conspiracy uh, theorist. Conspiracy theorist. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Or the logic doesn't make any sense. No? Because there is no logic. The logic is purely ideological. Yeah. Man, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And, right? you know, and that way, you're not, when you're, you don't think in, an, in a totally ideological mindset, and you're more of, you know, free mind. And then I know, it, hey, capitalism is capitalism. Capitalism is also uh, freedom, at least you know, in my opinion, with when it comes to the United States of America and the freedom of thought and the freedom ideas and all that. So, it's belief the American dream, the American system, is the belief that the individual is smart enough to. You know, <laughs> their nonsense. Believe what they want to believe, you know, and be responsible enough to understand shit. And if they're not, that's fine. That's they're they will, they're too dumb to make the decisions. Then they will figure out to be placed different areas throughout the society, societal sphere, or I guess whatever you know, ladder. And <laughs> maybe that's a good way to put well, it. One, one of the um, thing that that you know it works. Well, so something like flat Earth, like yeah, it's fucking out there. It's crazy. I I got my own theories about it that are more metaphorical in a sense. But you know, living on a physically flat plane, not really my cup of tea. Am I going to verbally spit at someone in spite because that because they believe in this? I swear, like, you can watch that fucking reaction happen in people's eyes when you start, like, bringing up the flat earth and, like, just to discuss it or something. And, like, you know, they, they rear back. It's the same thing with, like, uh, being an anti-vaxxer. Nope, I'm pretty sure vaccines work. I just don't trust this one that, you know, they're trying to pump out. And, you know, the way people will fucking just, like, look at you and, and recoil and, and, and they just get this look of disgust, like... Where do you think all this hate is actually coming well, from? Yeah, they don't. They don't even know that vaccines have killed hundreds, of thousands, of millions of people around the world. You know that the you know, it was banned from India. His polio vaccine, people yeah. polio. People don't know this. Oh so, well, you know what? That actually reminds me. I had, of course I, you can't be scared. 
I just found, uh, where was it? Could certain, this is from, uh, sciencemag.org. Could certain COVID-19 vaccines leave people more vulnerable to the AIDS virus? <laughs> well, you're kind of cured. I don't want you fucking either. Oh man, this shit is. Yeah, this article goes well, on. Who's like, worried about anyway? Really? You know, give it to the elderly or something. Too. Man, I fucking i, I, I made I made a mistake. Apparently, I, I walked into uh, I went to our uh, local department store, and you know, I don't have any of the masks. I have the gators, but it's one of those uh, "Don't Tread on Me" uh, flags, which, for other reasons, and probably what's normally expected. Yeah. It's, it's it's one of my favorite fucking flags because it's a really positive representation of the snake, in my opinion. I think it's a very bold flag. Um, and it's cool. It just it looks fucking cool, but but it represents. Dude, some of the looks I was getting, and like you know, people pretend like you can't fucking hear them whispering under their breath or behind their mask. Like it was. I was like, oh, shit. So maybe I should just start wearing my gas mask out in public. I think I'm going to order one, like a nice Soviet World War II era gas mask or something. Make a six-foot hoop to go around me. Something that looks like one of the faces from the wall. (laughs) The wall, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, that would be cool to do a a viewing party. I haven't seen the wall since I was in high school. I think my opinions on it would be a little more fleshed out now. Um, before we go any further, I'm going to ref- refresh my clean feed because it's getting hard to hear y'all. Um, so I'm going to do that. Hey. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just, it was, it was getting to the point I, I couldn't. Couldn't. Uh, it was just. Um, so it might be on my end. I, I refresh my stuff too. Um, yeah, we'll just continue for it. Would be a messy episode. Um, where were we in the article? Where it is what it is. What were we talking about? Fucking stupid tech shit. <laughs> Make a podcast out of Morse code. <laughs> just take it. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the anxiety connection in May 2018 of the American Psychiatric Association released the results of a national survey suggesting that 39% of Americans feel more anxious than they did a year ago, primarily about health, safety, finances, politics, and relationships. Another 2017 report found that 63 of Americans are extremely worried about the future of the nation and that 59% consider this the lowest point in U.S. history that they can remember. These feelings span the political spectrum. A 2018 Pew Research uh, Center survey found that the majority of both Democrats and Republicans feel that, quote, their side in politics has been losing in recent years on issues they find important. Um, but I, I just I feel like all of those those surveys that they just referenced between 2017 2018 – fit applicably for both sides of the political spectrum. Well, political and identitarian side of stuff. I think, you know, maybe one way of looking at that is that most 
most people aren't that much different, you know, politically speaking, just the average person. And we will speak in that generality, Mm. Um, you know, and in that scheme, when you're just talking about maybe subtle moves in in things and and more individual freedoms and this and that, yeah, both sides lose on that. And the monster of bureaucracy and government wins. You know, yeah. They get more power. They get more shit. Always. Yeah. So both of us, both sides of the moderate, so to speak, are always losing. Divide and conquer. I mean, there's there's <laughs> no shortage of that. I think there are I think there are a lot of uh, radical sort of people in the everyday life, though, and that um, us moderates, it's like today it's become, kind of becoming moderates versus the more radical leftist types. And they're and people my age, you know, 25 and younger, they're all very far left. Um, yeah. And they just want to give them the government all the power. And it's very, it's like intoxicating for some reason to, they just, doctor it up they make it seem like utopia and yeah they've never heard of of the horrors of socialism and communism throughout the past 200 150 years let me say all of this just reminds me of that those uh yuri benzimov um speeches about subterfuge and (sighs) cracking up i just cracking the foundation of uh of society and like, you know, if you can teach a generation of kids that hate their country, like that'll get you pretty fucking far, <laughs> you know, far left. <laughs> it's like one thing. Sorry. That was dumb. Yeah. Hate your country. You'd be ashamed. Your race, the white race, be ashamed of class, you know, it doesn't make any sense, man. Well, it makes perfect sense. Whenever you want to have a party that is the God, you know, yeah. there is no religion. There is no personal belongings. You know, everybody's equal. Yeah. How can you be equal if you have beliefs? The only thing you got love for is love for the party and love for Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Jeebus. Such existential crisis can promote conspiratorial thinking. In a 2015 study in the Netherlands, researchers split college students into three groups. People in one group were primed to feel powerless. The scientists asked them to recall and write about a time in their lives when they felt like they were not in control of the situation they were in. Those in the second group were cued in the opposite direction. They were asked to write about a time where they, when they felt totally in control and still others in a third group when asked something neutral to describe what they had for dinner last night. Then the researchers asked all the groups how they felt about the construction of a new subway line in Amsterdam that had been plagued by problems. Conspiracy theories, uh, conspiracy theorists, excuse me, believe plots are behind many situations. Some hold that the Apollo moon landing was faked. Uh, left. Oh, I'm sorry. That that's looking at a photo. Never mind. Some hold that the Apollo moon landing was fate. Others that the White House forced Supreme 
Court Justice Anthony Kennedy to retire. Others claim that Trump slogans on a mail bomber's van were put there to frame Republicans. The gunman who killed 11 synagogue members in 2018 claimed a Jewish group was undermining America. Students who had been primed to feel in control were less likely than students in other uh, in the other two groups to support conspiracy theories regarding the subway lines, such as the belief that the city council was stealing from the uh, subway's budget and that it was intentionally jeopardizing resident safeties. I see what happened. Uh, so that first little blurb about all the different conspiracy theories was referencing photos. So we're backing onto the subway in Amsterdam for some reason. Um, jeopardizing resident safety. Other students have uncovered similar effects. Swami and his colleagues, for instance, reported in 2016 that individuals who feel stressed are more likely than others to believe in conspiracy theories. And a 2017 study found that promoting anxiety in people also makes them more conspiracy minded. Um, hey, hold on a second. I did, you know, I've been partying a lot the past week and a half. So maybe go back there. So he split these people into groups, right? Yep, now, he's got three are groups. Conspiracy? Who are the conspiracy theorists? The conspiracy theorists were the people primed to feel powerless. The scientists asked them to recall and write about a time in their lives when they felt that they were not in control of the situation they were in. So these people declared themselves as conspiracy theorists, and then they asked them. I... They, Split these conspiracy theorists into three groups, correct? Um, well, it just says so. It says they just grabbed college students, mm-hmm. um, and the first group they were primed to feel powerless. So they're asking, like, you know, what situation did you feel like you were totally not in control of? The second group of students were cued in the opposite direction. They were asked to write about a time when they felt totally in control. And still others in the third group were asked uh, about, uh, were asked something neutral to describe what they had for dinner last night. And then the researchers asked all the groups how they felt about the construction of a new subway line in Amsterdam that had been played by problems. Stop. So your first group. Yeah. Okay, know, go ahead. First group was what? Powerless. Okay. Second group. Well, no, no. They asked these people to write if about their power. Yeah. You know, something. But see, all the groups are just college students. How, who are the conspiracy theorists? Where do they find out that they're conspiracy theorists? Well, let's continue on here. All right. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're good. I'm uh, just trying to follow along. Like I said. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, very I'm a little lost, too. <laughs> But I'm, you know, maybe not the sharpest uh, light bulb in this deck of cards tonight. All right. So students who had been primed to feel in control were less likely than students in the other two groups to support conspiracy theories regarding the subway line, such as the belief that the city council was stealing the subway's budget and that it was intentionally jeopardizing resident safety. Okay, hold up right there. Let's stop right there. Could it be argued that those people in that category that were asked to write about something they felt powerless over, maybe those simple, like writing about that and then going into writing about something creates the same sort of approach, you know, a psychological approach. Right. I I just, it, I, it feels kind of weird for them to take this situation of a subway in Amsterdam 
to spin it like, you know, it, it's, I guess just to use that as the, the, not the test, but the, uh, not the constant, but I guess like the aggravating subject. Mm-hmm. That just it seems strange. Like, well, you know, why not get into something? <laughs> why not sit someone down after making them feel primed to feel powerless and sit them through nine hours of nine eleven deconstruction? Like, let's try something like that. How right about nine eleven? Yeah, let's all sit down together and watch uh, in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Here, uh, so other studies have uncovered similar effects. Swami and his colleagues, for instance, reported in 2016 that individuals who feel stressed are more likely than others to believe in conspiracy theories. And a 2017 study found that promoting anxiety in people also makes them more conspiracy-minded. Feeling alienated or unwanted also seems to make conspiratorial thinking more attractive. In 2017, Princeton University psychologists set up an experiment with trios of people. The researchers asked all participants to write two paragraphs describing themselves and then told them that their descriptions would be shared with the other two in the group, who would use that information to decide if they would work with that person in the future. Excuse me, in that future. After telling some subjects that they had been accepted by their group and others that they had been rejected, The researchers evaluated the subject's thoughts on various conspiracy-related scenarios. The rejected participants, feeling alienated, were more likely than the others to think that the scenarios involved a coordinated conspiracy. Um, (laughs) Again, like... But, I mean, I, I respect the legitimacy of that study. You know what I mean? I say, duh, in kind of a... Well, they, I think they already knew what the outcome was going to be because they're educated people in this field, you know. I but, just I, I wonder if the results would be compromised if the stu- or if the participants knew that they were in a study. Like, you know, if this was something that they actually had um, some sort of tie to, like if it was a you know like uh, getting picked on a sports team or something, you know, you don't want to be the last one picked or something for school related. And, you know, you get rejected in your group because you're rejected from a group because you're not cool, you know, in the cool crowd or anything. Um, but then again, I'm not a psychologist and quite frankly, I kind of think that there's some shady shit that happens there. Right. But I think now you're tying this into, you know, conspiracy theories. Okay, it's just people that moon landing, you know. What are some more of the conspiracy theories? Yeah, yeah and, and that's the thing. Like, they're going for all the most egregious, uh, super outlandish shit, you know, because it's, it's easy to point flat out. And be like, Yeah, flat earth, you yeah. know, all of it. Pizzagate to some degree. Um, it's not just personal crises uh, or crises that encourage individuals to form conspiratorial suspicions. Collective social setbacks do so as well. In a 2018 study, researchers at the University of Minnesota and Leahy University surveyed more than 3,000 Americans. They found that participants who felt that American values were eroding were more likely than others to agree with conspiratorial statements, such as that many major events have behind them the actions of a small group of influential people. 
Joseph Usinski, a political scientist at the University of Miami, and his colleagues have shown that people who dislike the current political party in power think more conspiratorial than those who support the controlling party. Recently, in the U.S., a number of unproved conjectures have come from political liberals as conservatives have ascended to control the government. These <laughs> include the charge that the White House coerced Anthony Kennedy to retire from the U.S. Supreme Court and the allegation that Russian President Vladimir Putin is blackmailing Trump with a video of him watching prostate, uh, prostitutes urinate on a Moscow hotel bed. Still dossier, right? <laughs> That's where that came from. Yeah. Uh, so when feelings of person, that, that's actual, that's not like a, a theory though, really. I mean, think oh, it is, but it is an actual document provided by the Hillary Clinton campaign. You know what I mean? So they are literally producing material to be used as a conspiracy theory yeah. against Donald Trump. Uh, there was something else in here. Oh, God, where did it go? Um, so what does that make that, though? Uh, a conspiracy theory or not? I mean, you know, they the, the document is what it is. From what I understand. And, and they, it's unverifiable, which means it's not true. I think that they took a whole fuck ton of information that they found online of, like, you know, malicious rumors that were getting spread around on chat boards and turn them into things like Trump likes to get peed on by Russian hookers and they filmed Dude, it. Dude, this guy Steele probably made hundreds of millions of dollars doing this. You know what I mean? That sounds like, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. And like it used to, oh man, that's such a, that's a, that's a good word. Like it's fun to say conspiracy. Uh, but it, it, again, like going back to that, Getting, getting those hateful, hateful fucking looks from people because you know you said something that sounds too anti-vaccine or too flat Earth or you know too mo- too moon hoaxy and all that. When feelings of personal alienation or anxiety are combined with a sense that society is in jeopardy, people experience a kind of conspiratorial double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the night show. (laughs) I like that. Um, In a study conducted in 2009, near the start of the U.S. Great Great Recession, Daniel Sullivan, a psychologist now at the University of Arizona, and his colleagues told one group that parts of their lives were largely out of their control because they could be exposed to a natural disaster or some other catastrophe, and told another group that things were under their control. Then participants were asked to read essays that argued that the government was handling the economic crisis either well or poorly. Those cued about uncontrolled life situations and told their government was doing a bad job were the most likely to think that negative events in their lives would be instigated by enemies rather than random chance, which is a conspiratorial hallmark. I mean, I guess the lockdowns are random chances. Yeah. Purely random. <laughs> there's, there's, there's something I've been working on as, as far as like a little catchphrase. It's like nature, nature instills order to propagate chaos. Because you know that, and that kind of ties back to that. What, what's order for the spider is chaos for the fly. 
and the New World Order instills chaos to propagate its order. So, like, each one's using the inverse mm-hmm. to make its ends met. Um, so, if anything, I'd say chaos is, true. chaos is more of the natural order, and that's what it should be. But a lot of this shit, it definitely feels like it's got a fucking direction it's heading. And I'm fairly certain you can't tell which way chaos is going to go because it just goes everywhere. Um, I'd like to go back to that. Um, uh, the... Uh the study and, and where the the people wrote about the Amsterdam subway boondoggle. And I would like to know if any of them were correct in what they thought happened. Like, you know, if they, oh, the funds have been misused and they've been misallocated by, you know, incompetent people throughout the government. Fact check. PolitiFact says that there is no evidence that this has ever happened in the history of government. You know. oh, okay. but, um, I'm just curious, you know, so is it a conspiracy theory if like city council people embezzled, you know, 200 million or 100 million or whatever X amount of dollars? Well, maybe they did. Did they? And if they were right, is it a conspiracy theory just because they thought things were handled in an inappropriate way? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's why. I what think- is the conspiracy theory behind the subway? I, I think if if I. If my vibe check on it reads correctly, it sounds like they made up some stuff that could have been true, could not have been true. But let's say for the sake of this argument that it was not true, that they made up statements to uh, sway people into thinking that there was shady shit going on with the subway. Um, When there wasn't, because the government doesn't do shady shit. Right, but it also like okay. So, where's the hours of deconstructions from the uh, from the conspiracy theory uh, community? You know, doing deep dives into this stuff, pulling clips of all these people saying that, you know, well, with one hand they're like, no, this is never going to happen. With their other hand, like, oh yeah, well, this is kind of actually totally what we're up to. Because <laughs> um, and that to me, like, it falls in line with. Um, I think in order for a lot of this shit to get pulled off, you have to tell people that it's coming or else they'll resist it. And they, and they, they, they fight back because they realize that something that shouldn't be happening is happening. But if you forewarn people and and essentially break it down exactly what's happening, it like pays off this karmic debt that allows them to keep making their version of their magic work. And, and I think a lot of it, like, I think a lot of it falls into the, uh, falls into the hands of Hollywood to do shit like that. You know, with people like Stanley Kubrick, you know, he's, he's got some very suspect films, you know, they, he's, he's, he's not just making art. He's not just making a movie. I, I think he's telling us a little more, um, than what a lot of people want to admit to. Um, anyways, uh, while humans seek solace in conspiracy theories, however, they rarely find it. They're appealing, but not necessarily satisfying, says Daniel Jolie, a psychologist at Staffordshire University in England. For one thing, conspiratorial thinking can incite individuals to behave in a way that increases their sense of powerlessness, making them feel even worse. 
A 2014 study co-authored by Jolie found that people who are presented with conspiracy theories about climate change, scientists are just chasing grant money, for instance, are less likely to plan to vote, whereas a 2017 study reported that believing in work-related conspiracies, such as the idea that managers make decisions to protect their own interests, cause individuals to feel less committed to their jobs. It can snowball and become a pretty vicious, nasty cycle of inaction and negative behavior, says Karen Douglas, a psychologist at the University of Kent in England and a co-author of the paper on work-related conspiracies. This is something that's kind of bugging me. All these people are coming from fucking universities, and it's not like um, universities are left-leaning echo chambers that just... No, no, not at all. <laughs> like, it's it's nothing but feedback. Well, what what bothered me the most about this is they're like conspiracy theories about global warming. Sometimes scientists are using it to get grant money. Like, is it? Wait a minute. What are you saying? <laughs> are you saying that scientists are not using climate change and global warming to get grant money? Because prove that to me. I think it's almost there is no way in fucking hell. There aren't grants going out to study global warming and climate change, and there's not people lot from the well, universities around the world lobbying their governments to give them money to produce documents that definitely state the ended result, which is what they want. Yeah, and all of this is it's no it's no fucking cheap chunk of change. Like this is fuck some. He's high- calling it a conspiracy theory to believe that scientists are studying this for the grant money. Well, let me let me tell you something. This science, legacy media, they're it's a fucking death cult, like through and through. And it's it's just a bunch of rich assholes. Who wrote this fucking article again? Uh, it's that's so fucking lame. You know, I'm looking for it. I'm it's looking. It hurts me. Conspiracy theories, such as you know, scientists. Using it. Um, I had it pulled up, but it was one of those. uh, uh, Oh, yeah. It's in the Discord. Let's see. Yep, I would like to open you. I thought you had it pulled up. I'm sorry. Uh, It's Melinda Wenner Moyer. W-E-N-N-E-R. Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, let's see. Um, Great fucking work. Let's see. Great fucking work. So that's not a conspiracy. What's her name? Melinda? Yeah, I'm pulling her up. Melinda Winner Moyer. Winner? Winner Moyer. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, Science health journalist writer. Science. I'm a science journalist based... Uh, based in New York's Hudson Valley, super affluent, rich area. I'm a contributing editor at Scientific and American, and I also write for the New York Times, Washington Post, and a number of women's magazines. Uh, the recipient of 2019 Bricker Award for Science Writing and Medicine. My work has also received first place awards in the American Sci- Society of Journalists and Authors Annual Writing Awards and Awards in Excellence in Healthcare Reporting. Um... Oh, she's got a book called How to Raise Kids Who Aren't Assholes. It'll be published in July 2021. 
She has a master's in science, health, and environmental reporting from NYU and a background in molecular biology. NYU. Uh, how many kids does she have? Uh, I don't know. doesn't say. Um, vaccines. I'm, I'm looking at some of our other articles. Vaccines reimagined. Anti-vaccine activists have taken vaccine science hostage. American epidemic. Journey to Gunland. Uh, factory farm superbugs. That one's kind of interesting because of how much they were trying to like uh, uh, similar political leaning in her stories, but um, that wait. I could find. I'm uh, not not seeing any kind of link. Um, <laughs> are but, you are you accusing are you accusing her of bias? No, I'm not. I'm just you know, and I I, I am. She writes a good. It's a really long, well written article, but it's bullshit. Um, you know, it's just crap. This you is, know, by saying what she just said right there, which was like um, the conspiracy theory, such as scientists. Well, I only do so, this for grant money. And you're telling me there are zero scientists that are going together going, hey, Bob, you're in the globe. You're into science, right? Like meteorology, meteorology, whatever the fuck, you know, atmospheric <laughs> pressure shit. Hey, you you're know, a fucking weatherman. <laughs> Yeah, we want to fucking weather up here, man, and get some cash, man. This is what we need to write some shit about. We they'll even fly us around the world. Where do you want to go? You know, Brazil? No, that is dirty. She's uh yeah. she's got another article called "Getting Preschool Right: The Push for Rigorous Pre-Kindergarten Education Has Overlooked the Evidence on How Young Kids Really Learn Best." Um. Well, they learn best on Zoom meetings. I was going to say their face masks on by themselves with only a screen to tell them what to do. The, I was going to say the party. That's not a conspiracy raised, theory, by the way. The party um, raises your kids the best. Melinda. Melinda. Fucking A. I've been partying too much this week, Melinda. Um, I'm looking at the, the tagline for her book, How to Raise Kids Who Aren't Assholes. Science-based strategies for better parenting from tots to teens. Look and at this guy right here. He's proof. You can't raise a kid that's not an asshole. <laughs> Thanks. See <laughs> that asshole. Right well, I, last time I checked, being an asshole is not necessarily a crime. Um, yeah. But yeah. Kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Um, the negative and alienated beliefs can also promote dangerous behaviors in some, as with the Pittsburgh shootings and the pizzeria attack. But the theory is need not involve weapons to inflict harm. People who believe vaccine conspiracy theories, for example, say that they are less inclined to vaccinate their kids, which creates pockets of infectious diseases that put entirety communities at risk. Because the vaccines. Stop, 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 stop. I'm going to jump in here and just, uh, you know, just, okay. How many, which was worse? A handful of people not wanting their children to get a vaccination or um, Bill Gates selling it to India and killing and maiming. How many people was it? It was hundreds of thousands, right? Yeah. Well, what about the, uh, is it Gardasil with the human papillomavirus? Yeah. Um, I mean, just you're just saying this does not exist, and, the, and if you are scared of anything like that, man, she's not a mother. She's not a mother, man. I you know I know vaccines work, man. My father had polio. Vaccines saved the world. 
but it, I also know vaccines harm, you yeah. know, <laughs> they have these well, side effects. And if you just want to let your, your child be shot up with shit and not think that it's going to hurt them at all and have no concern, you're a fucking turd. You're worse than an anti-vaxxer, man. You're just like, nah, fucking shoot whatever the fuck you want into them. It's all good because you're a scientist. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. She, she actually blinded me with science. <laughs> find out that she's a mother tonight. Then oh, I will, dude, I'm not I even will break a yingling for punishment. I've had a yingling sitting in the fridge. And they not they're not good. Uh, but if you can find out that she's a mother tonight, I would drink that. What is it? I, I mean, I, I, I the Catholic. All right, my rant's done. Go all ahead. right. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, hold on. Like going back to earlier, that that sciencemag.org, uh, could COVID nineteen make you more susceptible to AIDS? Like that doesn't sound like yeah, a huge science plus. Mag or science fag. telling fact from fiction it may be possible to quell conspiracy ideation at least to some degree one (laughs) what (laughs) i don't actually know what ideation means i i don't i'm not familiar with that word um but they've got a lot of different ways to describe conspiracy theories i will give them that uh, one long-standing question has been whether or not it is a good idea to counter conspiracy theories with logic and evidence. Some older research has pointed to a, quote, backfire effect. The idea that refuting misinformation can just make individuals dig their heels in deeper. If you think there are powerful forces trying to conspire and cover things up, when you're given what you see as a cover story, it only shows how right you are, Yusinski says. But recent research suggests that this uh, putative, pu- putative F effect is, in fact, rare. A 2016 study reported that when researchers refuted a conspiracy theory by pointing out its logical inconsistencies, it became less enchanting to people. And in a paper published online in 2018 on political behavior, researchers recruited more than 10,000 people and presented them with corrections to various claims made by political figures. (laughs) The authors concluded that, quote, evidence of factual backfire is far more tenuous than prior research suggests. In a recent review, the researchers who first described the backfire effect said that it may arise most often when people are being challenged over ideas that define their worldview or sense of self. Finding ways to uh, counter conspiracy theories without challenging a person's identity may therefore be an effective strategy. Encouraging analytic thinking may also help. In a 2014 study published in Cognition, Swami and his colleagues recruited 112 people for an experiment. First, they had everyone fill out a questionnaire that evaluated how strongly they believed in various conspiracy theories. A few weeks later, the subjects came back in and the researchers split them into two groups. One group completed a task that included unscrambling words and sentences containing the words such as analyze and rational, which primed them to think more analytically. The second group completed a neutral task. Then the researchers re-administrated the conspiracy theory test to the two groups. 
Although the groups had been no different in terms of conspiratorial thinking at the beginning of the experiment, the subjects who had been incited to think analytically became less conspiratorial. Thus, by giving people the, quote, tools and skills to analyze data and to look at data critically and objectively, we might be able to suppress conspiratorial thinking, Swami says. God damn, I love the smell of suppressing speech in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as we can just you know tell them what they need to know that's the truth rather than let them understand their own truth yeah. and believe the truth. and that's what so that's what a political debate is all about it's about proving your side of the argument over that side of it. you know in a way let's say in like a presidential debate we'll say you know you're trying to sell your idea to the public of why my point of view is better than theirs, and they're saying the same about you and opposite. But whenever you have the entire media saying <clears throat> that everything one side of the party says is just fake and false, and then not saying and then everything on the other side is true, it it makes you're not allowing for the freedom of the constitutional republic to take place. I believe it was our friend that said the other night that the media is the enemy number one, you know, public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons about it, why it's happening. You know, yeah, I, they're I just, taking a side, man. They're in, in, you know, I don't God, know. you go to conspiracy theories and to, into the election, you know, and, to, and the media. Why, why does the media... Why, if conspiracy theory is it a conspiracy theory that um, Hunter Biden's laptop is in possession of the FBI? Is that a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I, I think the technical term was Russian hoax, but <laughs> okay. So there is, you know, then you'd have to ask him. So there is not a laptop. Oh no! I, I, you know what? Fuck Hunter Biden's laptop. I still want to see what's on Wiener's laptop. That's the, that's the one I'm like, yo! I bet there, I bet there's some very graphic and disturbing shit on here. Um, this shit's getting fucked, man. It's but uh, fucked. it's getting fucked because you got you know Canada, Norway, they're they're Western capitalist countries that are now fucking. Uh, Outlawing speech. Outlawing well, something. Speech. Something I'm I'm realizing here is like how many times have we heard them bring up British researchers, and then you think about how severe of a police state, how everybody is under constant surveillance in the UK. Like, yeah, I just you know maybe maybe these people are more um, more prone to. <laughs> Bowing down to their lizard fuck masters, I guess. I don't know. Like, you know, they don't call her Queenie Elizabeth for nothing. Um, okay. Yeah. Always right. <laughs> what animal farm? Yeah. <laughs> All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. <laughs> Analytic thinking can help discern implausible. Uh, can help discern implausible theories from ones that, crazy as they sound, are supported by evidence. 
Karen Murphy, an educational psychologist at Pennsylvania State University, suggests that individuals who want to improve their analytic thinking skills should ask three key questions when interpreting conspiracy claims. One, what is your evidence? Two, what is your source of for that evidence? Three, what is the reasoning that links your evidence back to the claim? Sources of evidence need to be accurate, credible, and relevant. For instance, you shouldn't take advice from your mom about whether the yellow color under your fingernails is a bad sign, Murphy says. That kind of information should come from someone who has expertise on the topic, such as a physician. Trust the scientist. Damn it. So... All right, I'm going to stop in there. There's a, there's a fascinating little thing about conspiracy theorists because it made me think, or what are your three things there real quick, okay? Let's think of 9-11 for your source. Let's see, what is it? What is your, what was the first one? Uh, it's one, what is your evidence? Evidence. What is my evidence? That uh, Okay, we'll just say that um, bombs blew up in the, uh, in the, in the basement, in the parking garage of 9-11. We'll just say that. Uh, what is your evidence? Well, the people that were there, that are on video the day of. What's the second one? What is your source for that evidence? <laughs> the actual, like, <laughs> CBS, NBC day of interview live with the uh, firefighters <laughs> that were bleeding and talking about the bombs that blew up in the parking garage. Okay, what's the next one? What is your uh, what is the reasoning that links your evidence back to the claim? Because bombs blew up, <laughs> and there were firefighters there on live TV talking about bombs fucking blowing up and people dying in the parking deck. See, I think what would be Does that more- make it a conspiracy theory still? So do I need more? So you know they got this argument or this this argument in the article that they can present. Why don't more people, because we've talked about this, about your journey into 9-11. You started it as, nah, this is full of shit, and I want to prove all you people wrong. Absolutely. And I, I'm curious how much would change, maybe a little bit, maybe a whole lot of it, I don't know. But how much would change if you started challenging people? Prove me wrong. Show me. Yeah, you're fucking limbing, but not many people, are, you know. Pat are willing to take the time to do that. Right. I mean, you can't you use, know. okay. So caveat, I don't use Snopes. the bar. Cause I was like for that, that's spe- specific night, you know, where it's at a bar drinking beer in the evening and after work. And it was just like, you know, I was like offended. I was like, dude, you're a dick. I was there. I was driving the truck around. I was delivering soft drinks and, and I saw the plane hit the second tower, saw it happen. Bam. And he said, you're just a fucking lemming like everybody else. And I was like, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? You're a dick. Man, Fuck I can, I can see it in your you eyes. That. That, that really fucking yeah. shook you. Yeah. And then I came back about a week later. And then, man, I spent a lot of time on that shit because it's pretty, and it's disgusting. It's, uh, you have to stop. You have to stop. Because it gets so sad and, um, and brutal. Because, and the, you know, the evidence is there. It's in plain sight. It's not just that. That's a very good uh, kind of film or documentary about it. That um, really does explain a lot of stuff and, and makes its own assumptions in, in certain aspects. I'm not saying that I know um, who did it or why it happened, you know, 
because I can't figure that out. All I know is that the, I will say I know is that the evidence, the scientific evidence provided in the 9-11 Commission report does not does not add up. It doesn't. It does not pass. So, you know, science. That sounds fall at free fall speed. <laughs> building being taken down. How did they? The nine eleven commission report um, didn't even address Trade Tower Seven. It was Tower Seven that fell. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been on this, so I might forget some things. Yeah, it was, it was Towers or Building Seven. Yeah. Um, building, and, um, <laughs> building Seven didn't they're, kill they're itself. Going get back! It's gonna go! It's gonna go! Yeah, I, I love the videos where they have all these building demos lined up in a row, and someone took Building Seven and dropped it right in the middle, and <laughs> you can't even tell, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only been three buildings to uh, steel structures to ever collapse. From well, five. okay, so and like, they didn't do any fucking changes of any of the codes, building codes in. New York City or anywhere in the whole country or around the world, which they would do for anything else. If you're in the entertainment industry and an actor uh, dies because of some rigging on their body, uh, they're going to shut down any all of that stuff. And you're not going to be able to use any of that material. Well, think of think of the fucking uh, the implementation of fire doors mm-hmm. in theaters because of yeah. that one uh, Chicago fire where the yeah. doors were. They they're not installed backwards, but they were, you know, for people exiting. It wasn't a push; it was a pull. And when that crowd of people all hit those doors, you can't and pull it open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's horrible. Know, yeah, it's. Yeah, somebody's like, "Damn, I never thought of that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just takes the one mistake to fucking you know not yep. let it happen again. But after nine eleven, none of that shit. Well, no, 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 no. They were able. They were able to. They were able to fix. You know, they were able to prevent it because they they created the TSA and they're on the front lines of defending American democracy from my juggling balls. <laughs> yeah, it's like how does a damn black putrid oxygen starved fire, you know, oh, melt? Wait, what? All steel. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not. Oh shit! I and I, I am not uh, standing up in the you know people standing in the gap with the shit. Hey, help us! Jesus. Yeah. Well, okay. So you know, nine eleven was twenty years ago. We could we could easily transfer this to fucking Epstein. Like, no, there's no such thing as a pedophile cult ring. Yet this dude's got fucking. Uh, I think the I think the proper name for his island was Fuck Island. <laughs> it would be like no, there's it's not a uh, it's not a pedophile ring. It's just a bunch of rich um, elite people. That get together and have sex with underage children of different sexes. Uh, actually, that's kind of it's, it's a ring. Well, keep an eye out for this. I, I, I can, I can guarantee you're going to see it more often than not. Whenever they talk about you know these these motherfuckers like Epstein and uh, Bill Clinton, it's like he was you know accused of um, uh, having sexual relations with underage women instead of saying underage girls, you know, underage children. Mm-hmm. It's always underage women, which I find um, kind of strange. 
Because they're would, would a would a woman be another way of saying overaged girl? Yeah, uh, essentially, I think you know it's it's like man and boy. You know what I mean? Owner now is the is the vulva owner. Can't say woman anymore. Vulva. <laughs> no. Um. Where were we? Testing. Oh. In addition, false conspiracy theories have several hallmarks, Lewandowski says. Three of them are particularly noticeable. First, there's lots of threes in this article. First, the theories include contradictions. For example, some deniers of climate change argue that there is no scientific consensus on the issue while framing themselves as heroes, pushing back against established consensus. Both cannot be true. Uh, Consensus. All right, maybe she says it. Can you keep going? I'm sorry. Um, a second telltale sign is when... Oh, no, no, she didn't say it because she's <laughs> going on to the second one. So what is the consensus? Uh, that the is climate is changing and science? people are, are responsible. I, yeah. What is the consensus? What is the... That doesn't make any sense. She's not saying the consensus. What the fuck is the consensus? Well, I, I think the <laughs> assumption is that the climate is changing. How many times do you say consensus? Go. <laughs> I, I think the idea that she's promoting is that pretty much all of the quote real scientists say one thing, and that there's a handful of people that are like, maybe this is based on bunk science. Um, she doesn't. Um, she doesn't um, link to an, a study. Or any, well, it's, I mean, with this, this is just the, uh, well, hold on. Um, yeah, she's got the list of some stuff at least, but we're almost, we're almost there. Um, okay. A second telltale sign. That's a big deal when you're calling people a conspiracy theorist, you know, and you're like the consensus and then like the climate change people, scientists try to get grant money for that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like the, the, it's just got a very derogatory, derogatory, dirty term. Um, you know, right. and it's a not lot even wrong for scientists to want to get grant money to study the shit. Right, that's what I would do. I, it's just when did when did scientists and doctors become infallible beacons of hope and light, like that are only driven by? You it know, was 1939 under Hitler. 1939, Hitler, Poland. That's when it happened. That's when it first started. And then we fucking started draft picking them like it was the goddamn NFL fucking seasonal ticket. Russia, too. Um, So, let's see. Second thing is, or second telltale sign is when a contention is based on shaky assumptions. Trump, for instance, claimed that millions of illegal immigrants cast ballots in the 2016 presidential election and were the reason why he lost the popular vote. Beyond the complete lack of evidence for such voting, his assumption was that multitudes of votes, if they existed, would have been for his Democratic opponent. Yet past polls of unauthorized Hispanic immigrants suggest that many of them would have voted for a Republican candidate over a Democratic one. A third sign. I'm just jumping in because it's fun. Kind of goes into (laughs) there was a border. That's true. They have switched. And this year they did. Uh, Trump won a lot of Texas border uh, counties and that flipped. 
And the difference was that there it was a there was a definite takeaway of Democrat views so or, or votes. So the Republicans gained votes and the Democrats lost votes. So there was a way of measuring the metric of the the county, whereas a lot of um, counties surrounding Fulton County, Georgia, had massive gains for for Joe Biden and gains. For Trump, but didn't match the gains of the uh, of the population, you know, and it didn't take away votes like it did in the other ones. You know, you would think if people are loving Biden, then they're going to. Right. You know, It'd be an equal and inverse uh, drop. Phenomenons that hasn't that haven't been recorded. Maybe maybe just a ton of Democratic voters moved to Fulton County. <laughs> A ton. Outside of the county surrounding. A sign that a claim is a far-fetched theory rather than an actual conspiracy is that those who support it interpret evidence against their theories as evidence for it. When the van of the alleged mail bomb Caesar Sayok was found in Florida plastered with Trump stickers, for instance, some individuals said that this helped prove that Democrats were really behind the bombs. If anyone thinks that this is what a real conservative's van looks like, you're being willfully ignorant. Caesar Sayek is clearly just a fall guy for this obvious false flag. One person posted on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, said guy from Twitter. Said faceless twit head. Conspiracy theories are a human they, reaction. They didn't even use a name? Did nah. they use a name on it? No. No, no. name. Of course not. Um, no. Conspiracy theories are a human reaction to confusing times. We are all just trying to understand the world and what's happening in it, says Rob Brotherton, a psychologist at Barnard College and author of Suspicious Minds, Why We Believe in Conspiracy Theories. But real harm can come from such thinking, especially when a believer engages in violence as a show of support. By looking out for suspicious signatures and asking thoughtful questions about the stories we encounter, it is still possible to separate truth from lies. It may not always be an easy task, but it is a crucial one for us all. And this article was originally published with the title, Why We Believe Conspiracy Theories in Scientific America, American Issue 320, March 2019. Um, more to explore. NASA faked the moon landing. Therefore, climate science is a hoax, a hoax, an anatomy of the motivated rejection of science. Influence of control and belief in conspiracy theories, conceptual and applied extensions. Uh, putting the stress on conspiracy theories, uh, examining associations between psychological stress, anxiety, and police belief in conspiracy theories. Suspicion in the workplace, organizational conspiracy theories, and work-related outcomes. Um, and then from their archives, what a hoax <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that's all its sources. So they've referenced, they, and I'm assuming that these other papers probably just refer to other papers, which refer to other papers, which refer to these studies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's the end of the article. Um, not impressed. Yeah, that's just just kind of me. You know, sit down, shut up. We'll tell you what to think. We'll tell you yeah. what to think. We'll tell you what to believe. Uh, Fuck you. Your conspiracy. What is a conspiracy theorist? Your theory. You know, she still didn't even prove 
She said shit that's not a conspiracy theory and called it a conspiracy theory. That's what pisses me off about it is that that she only had like three or four different claims. You know, there was a few, you know, global warming. And then one of them was the uh, scientists use it to get grant money. Right. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory, lady. It's not. And it's not a bad thing. It's okay. And here's why that's a good thing. You know, I mean, they're, what are you supposed to do? And, you know, if it's where you have a political ideology and you have people in the government that want you, you know, to produce a result that can give them control of an energy sector or section of energy and more control over everything. Yeah, I mean that that's that's kind of where it just that's that, that's all this is. This, this is about energy, man. Yeah. Energy. I, I think it's it's not just, you know, energy of the, the physical, like the the fuels that we use to get ourselves around to keep us warm, to you know, do this fucking show, but I think it's energy of the mind and energy of the soul, mm-hmm. like they they just you know, it at all levels you're gonna have to be co opted and you know, if and to me, like this is this is the perfect example of something like the Mister Underscore Smith exe, where the Matrix will talk through the mouth of this journalist to defend itself. Um, and you know, I think it's only going to get fucking worse. Um, you know, Instagram is becoming and now in one week. I've had two little minor kind of tiffs with people and. You know, I, it's only going to get worse once they find out we're doing this show. <laughs> so right now, only like a couple of people in Spain, maybe a couple in Japan, and one in Brazil have heard us. There, there's a couple in Canada and uh, Japan. A bunch of bots in Canada. <laughs> yeah, just just bots. Our entire audience oh. is robots. <laughs> what do you think we are, TikTok? Yeah. Figuring out what, how to do this. Still hadn't figured it out yet. Uh, you know, one thing we have figured out how to do is read a fucking article by somebody that's a complete ideologue and call it out for the bullshit that it is. And I think we just did that. Yeah, that was that was that was fun. It was kind of a wordy wordy little dealio, and uh, you know, it's I, I would be a complete liar if I didn't feel slightly depressed because it's not the first time that I've encountered articles of this, of this nature. And, um, I like it. You should, you should bring on articles like this more often and just let me interject. And <laughs> cuss things. I'm Maybe. looking for, I don't know. It might've gone horribly bad, but I've, I've had a lot of whiskey. No, the, the data show that. Sorry. I realized I was going to play. I thought that was a drop down menu. Um, I might listen to this tomorrow and be like, Ooh, Oh shit! I didn't make any sense at all, y'all. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you made a compelling argument. Um, um, <laughs> part of the game. Part of the game. I th- this just you know kind of thinking about being like uh, you know de- denying vaccines and everything. This is a clip of Bill. I Gates. deny vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is from uh, episode twelve ninety nine of No Agenda from this past Sunday. Everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. 
Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic where, you know, it's just, you know, super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I, I, I think we'll do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. <laughs> this is not gonna, it's just going to be super painful. Talking? I know that voice. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. I don't know if you can hear it, but he's always fucking laughing through his shit, which is pretty, pretty enlightening. Play that one more time. Oh, you want to hear? You want to hear it again? I want to hear it again. You want to hear it again? I do. I think everybody should hear this again and just hear what (laughs) those words and make sure I heard what I heard. The the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic where, you know, it's just, you know, super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I, I, I think we'll do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. Okay, so I've had the most whiskey tonight for sure. So why don't you two take that and tell me exactly what he meant by that? <laughs> what he's saying is. Yeah, there's some side effects, but mostly it's just really fucking painful when we inject you with our yeah. needle prick. Some of the time. That was pretty much what you were saying. Play that one more time, or was he saying that the, those are like mild side effects? Was that the mild side effect? Did he not even get into the real side effect? No, he didn't even touch that. So yeah, maybe the mild side effect is that it's really fucking painful. <laughs> That's if you're lucky. So, am I right? Can we listen to that one more time? And so we get, we're clear that he's talking about the mild side effect being that it really fucking hurt by not even saying. And then she starts out at the very beginning saying something about extreme side effects. And, but he didn't uh, well, you know what? Um, let's. There's a okay. We'll play this one more time. No, the the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic. Where you know it's just you know super painful. But yes, there <laughs> we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The so he's okay. 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 See, that's why I needed to hear it. Again wow, that's that's had too much whiskey. No, right, I, I think got, you nailed it on. Uh, I think you nailed it right on the head with that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's not that dire. It's just gonna hurt a lot, and it's only it's gonna hurt every time that you do it because you're gonna have to take these fucking vaccines every six months, and, um, and you still have to wear a mask now. Well, so that's because that's because nobody can recognize each other and talk, have a heart to heart conversation with people anymore, and trust your neighbors and befriend and love your neighbors. No, can't do that. Um. But I mean, with the the problem with the uh, with this Pfizer one, as far as I'm aware, like it's going to protect you from getting sick, but it won't stop you from transmitting. And that's fine. That's fine. No, because if I I don't take the mask and I don't take the vaccine, then I'm fine with getting the coronavirus. Okay, and I'll say I as being you know me or, or any imaginary person on the planet. Or um, real person. And, see you this. know, what's the big deal? You, everybody can take the vaccine. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Well, uh, there's and another one here. I don't remember what this clip was. There may be side effects to a coronavirus vaccine. 
Now, this happening as several companies race to get a vaccine approved, but early trials show you may need to prepare for side effects. Liza Lucas joins us from the bridge. And Liza, these side effects are expected to be mild, but could really impact your daily life. Yes, it depends on how you react and how you take that feeling of feeling crummy, because that is what the early data is suggesting, that several of these vaccines may make you feel crummy for a couple of days, and then you got to go and get that second dose. Pfizer <laughs> is like likely most others will require two doses to work. The injections must be given weeks apart, according to company protocols. Now, scientists anticipate that the shots will cause you to feel drained, perhaps flu-like side effects, including sore arms, muscle aches, and fever. The effects could last days and temporarily sideline some people from work or school. Experts believe broad outreach on the vaccine is going to be necessary. And in fact, we've been monitoring how people would feel when it comes to taking that vaccine. The willingness, willingness rather to be vaccinated for COVID-19. A recent Gallup poll showed only half of Americans were ready to take it. Half, not so much. So isn't it funny that the the side effects from the vaccine is COVID are worse, <laughs> potentially worse with it. than actually getting COVID. Everyone I've known that has had COVID has been like, ah, I feel a little muggy a couple of days, you know, and these are, these are, these are healthy people, you know, mm-hmm. they're not fat slobs, you know, that are young and, Wasting their life away doing nothing, uh, and they're not old, in you know, old people. They're not, uh, and they're not in nursing homes they're locked they're down. Like die of pneumonia or the flu, it's the same thing. They're still going to die if they get, you know, system compromised by a deadly virus. <laughs> well, this is going to sound like a super downer thing, but it's not. Uh, I'm fairly certain that dying is the one thing that you get to do in this planet on this planet one time and to me like it's a little uh it's a little shadow worky but i find that really exciting you know i think i think it's a a trip that only you get to take and i see no reason why to fear it and i think that ties right back into that whole fucking science and legacy media is death cults because while they worship, you know, these numbers that they constantly blast on the screen saying, this could be you, this could be your parents, this could be your grandparents, this could be your neighbor's best friend's second cousin's grandparents. Um, all the meanwhile, like we've got such a fucked up relation with death in Western society. It's something that's, you know, it's, it's, it's pain and it's, you know, it's loss and it's, you know, it's nothing but mourning. And, um, I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't buy into it. Like I quite look, look, ugh, I quite look forward to that experience and, you know, by that alone, like I'm not, I'm not scared by this shit. You and, know, right after you die, you see this light, and then you then you wake up and you hear, <laughs> and you're on the moon. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? <God. laughs> but that's only if you go towards the light. That's only if you go towards the light. That's... <laughs> we should... <laughs> I'm just thinking... <laughs> Deny science. Do not look into the light. <laughs> Don't go to the metal moon. You can't spell the new abnormal without N W O. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's so fucking dumb, but I love it. Um, well, I oh, you know what? There is two. Unless, uh, how are you guys feeling? You want to go for a little longer? How how, how are you looking? I'm fine, man. Um, so the mysterious monolith disappeared from Utah. It's just hmm. someone fucking went and grabbed it up. Can possibly have must aliens or Sasquatch. There's no other scientific effort, uh, you know. Apparently, they left the top of it there. Uh, that leads me I to believe it was just, Sasquatch. Someone just went out there and ripped that shit out of the ground. Oh yeah, it's like uh, God damn it, go away, ad. Um, but another one showed up in Romania. Um, mysterious metal monolith has appeared in Romania this week after another similar structure found in the remote Utah desert was removed by a quote unknown party. Uh, the shiny triangular pillar was found on the Batka Domne uh, Dom, in, Hill in the city of Piara Nertz, Nertz? <laughs> northern Romania last Thursday. I'm nailing it. It was spotted a few meters away from the well-known archaeological landmark, the Petrodava Dacian Fortress, uh, a fort built by the ancient Dacian people between 82 BC and AD 106. People are just really bored in 2020 and like, well, what am I going to do today? I can't <laughs> go to a movie. I can't go to any shows. Let's just go plant <laughs> Metal pole in the middle of nowhere. Well, this one, this one's not. It doesn't have that same like super shiny reflective nature like the other one does. This one looks like it's got grind marks in it. Yeah, these are alien grind marks, though. Well, there's no scientific way to prove that these grind marks came. I'll show y'all. Or this reality. This one sucks compared to the one in Utah because this is right off the road. The other one was like 30 miles off the road, and it was American. Yeah, and that. Yeah. That's right. But do y'all do y'all see what I'm saying about those grinder marks? Yeah, I yeah. see it. We're looking at it. Yeah. So it's kind but, of or or it is alien and you know, the reason why this is popping up like right next to a road in Romania. Because they didn't they're too lazy to even go out into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, in Romania. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the aliens, you know, they're they're so locked down in Romania and socially distancing that where this would normally be a busy road in Romania with <laughs> it's the horses and carriages, I think, uh, and gypsies going by back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that aliens were just like thought it was the middle of nowhere. I, I'm still hoping we get some uh, some pretty gnarly alien disclosure as the 2020 season finale, but we'll see. You know, I, this I don't think it's good though. I just, I see this sort of shit as more like, um, you gotta like, you gotta prep, you gotta prep the population for it. You can't just, you know, drop this into some people's laps because then the crazy conspiracy theorists are all going to be like, man, no, false flag or whatever. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I've been, ended up. It could be an art installation. Probably. Okay. What? Some Romanian. Oh, oh, playing from the article. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> cool. <laughs> on a rock. There's some squirrels on it. Yeah. Oh. No, that's what it sounds like. But I don't know if that's coming through. Yeah, or... it's just like a few plates yeah. welded together. Okay. 
Is that the Romanian one? Yeah, yeah their welding's not any good. Stainless steel, their welds are all burnt black and shit. Damn. Some amateur copycat. Some amateurs. Yeah. Fortunately. Hey, Lame. man. But we're talking about it. So fucking mad hey, shit, man. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Like, fucking, we're next, man. If Romania gets it, that's it. One compliment to this Romania is, all, yeah. is like, we're doing it. This is the only story of Romania I've heard in the past ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> so like, fuck it, the world sucked, but we got the story. We got Romania. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, and then the, the last thing that I got, um, this one, this one gets me a little excited just because I find fungi and mushrooms to be super fucking just mind-blowingly weird. <laughs> like, if you want to talk about alien existence on this planet, I'm pointing the finger at you. Mushrooms. Mushrooms, yeah. Um, but this, uh, the title is Chernobyl fungus could shield astronauts from cosmic radiation. A recent study tested how well the fungi species Cladosporium, uh, now I'm going to try that one, blocked cosmic radiation aboard the International Space Station. Um, when astronauts return to the moon or travel to Mars, how will they shield themselves against high levels of cosmic radiation? A recent experiment aboard the ISS suggests a surprising solution, a radiation-eating fungus, which could be used as a self-replicating shield against gamma radiation in space. Um, it's an extra, uh, extremophile, extremophile spe- species that thrives in high-radiation areas like the Chernobyl nuclear plant. Uh, for this particular fungus, radiation isn't a threat. It's food. That's because the fungus is able to convert gamma radiation into chemical energy through a process called radiosynthesis. They give it like photosynthesis, but swap out the sunlight for radiation. Uh, it performs radiosynthesis by using melanin, the same pigment that gives uh, color to our skin, hair, and eyes, to convert X and gamma rays into chemical energy. Scientists don't understand the uh, fully understand the process yet, but the study notes it is believed. They have a consensus, and if you don't believe it, then you're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Science says. Uh, but the study notes that it is believed that large amounts of melanin in the cell walls of these fungi uh, mediate electron transfer and thus allow for a net energy gain. Uh, it's got some photos of uh, fungal growth. Um, uh, brains on one side and yeah. squares on the other. And then, uh, additionally, the fungus is self-replicating, meaning astronauts would potentially be able to grow new radiation shielding on deep space missions instead of having to rely on a costly, complicated in- interplanetary supply chain. Oh, yeah, that's cool. um, yeah, so this <laughs> is just cover all the spaceships in the mushroom paste. Yeah, homology <laughs> is more wild than our. Our science. I wonder, like, uh, what different, you know, radiation that, you know, maybe there's a radiation in, like, nuclear plants. <clears throat> you know, they could yeah. put that shit in there. Like I don't guess growing on it. <laughs> we well, I mean, know. you could put it in the soup or something. I would. You know? I would be curious. I would be curious to see what would happen if this was introduced into, the, like, something like chemotherapy. Or, or they could inject it into their bodies, like Trump said. <laughs> Yeah, inject bleach straight into your lungs. (laughs) Straight in. Big syringe. 
right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was Nancy Pelosi that said to inject bleach straight into your lungs. Right. Um, that thumbnail is pretty, uh, it's like a Walmart logo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the discord of the Chernobyl fungus. Uh, researchers estimated that a roughly eight inch layer of the fungus could largely negate the annual dose equivalent of the radiation environment on the surface of Mars. Interesting. Um, after all, significant benefit to astronauts. Yeah. yeah. After all, an astronaut who is one year into a Mars mission would have been exposed to roughly 66 times more radiation than the average person on earth. Wow. This is some crazy shit. Um, uh, have, have y'all seen the Paul Stamets, uh, Joe Rogan appearances? I'm talking about uh, some really good shit. Um, but he talks about how like the mushrooms on the roots of the trees act like a communication system. And um, a lot of, a lot of these systems of trees can produce tree antibiotics against viruses, essentially like, um, you know, shit that's coming in to eat the trees, like fungal, fungal infections and shit like that. But it's going on with the bugs in our house, eating our plants. Damn it. (laughs) Well, you should plant mushrooms everywhere then. I know it. (laughs) Um, Science, man. It's fucking awesome. But and then uh, there was one of the, th- I can't remember if it's the oldest or the largest living organism, but it turns out that it's a mushroom. Um, Where's that Monty's like penis? <laughs> Man, I was, hoping, I was hoping we could make it through an episode without Monty's penis. <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> the last story. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> See if I can find it real quick. World's largest mushroom, um, Monty's penis. <laughs> wow! Nineteen ninety-two. A team of researchers discovered a colony of honey mushrooms in Michigan that absolutely trumped previous record holders for the world's largest organism, weighing in at ten and a half tons and stretching across thirty-seven acres. Pretty cool. It's bigger than your mom. Sorry. Wait, that's one mushroom? It's yeah. it's a colony of them, but it's one organism. That's super organism or something. Yeah, that 150,000 square meters. Wow. Jesus. All just... Huh? Are, are, are mushrooms of this world? I don't think so. I think they're, I think they're fucking from another planet. It was it was what the lizard people dropped here to uh what's the word I'm looking for? What what did they do in Total Recall? Terraformed. I think they dropped mushrooms to help terraform everything and they and they and they dropped the moon into the planet's uh uh orbit to stop it from floating through space so it can get colonized. All right. Because there used to be this point in time where where Earth orbited Saturn and Saturn was the second sun, but there was some sort of massive collision that happened that knocked Saturn out of the control or knocked the earth out of the control of Saturn. Okay. What? Number one, what's your evidence? (laughs) The electric universe theory. It's a conspiracy theory book. I read. (laughs) 
what was the what was the evidence for this? They were looking at cave drawings because all of these ancient fucking cave drawings had the same themes and elements in them. And their reasoning behind it was that uh, the the drawings sort of replicated this uh, sort of energy. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the energy. Uh, not displacement, but the, when, when you shoot off energy, um, of like plasma storms. So they like, think that the, the gravitational pull between the plants being so close caused all these super massive gnarly storms and shit, um, with some frequency, uh, over the, over you the wake. millennia. A wink? Wake. A wake? What? Like a wake. Oh, like a wet, you, you know, like a, if you're going through the water. And oh, waves. wait. Sorry, I don't, I don't get on the water. But yes, it's it's the, the wavelength. The, That's all the water is. They they theorize that the space is, is not wavelengths <laughs> and molecules. That's not touching. Yeah, Jewish um, salt. I think there's Jewish salt in the oceans. <laughs> ocean oh, so you buy those big water conspiracies? <laughs> Um, but yeah, essentially like that's, that's the, the sort of, uh, running, uh, it's the circulatory system for this electric universe theory that space is not actually a vacuum, but space is, um, populated by these currents of electrical energy, kind of like, uh, an ocean of electricity pretty much, which I think is super cool. That would make me really happy if it ends up that being true. That if it ends up that as being what is true. Um, but they don't talk about that sort of shit in this fucking article. Nope. Could you imagine walking outside your house and you just you fucking you know one they quarter of the sky is Saturn, just taking yeah. up everything. They just talk about the grossly dishonest conspiracy theory of scientists trying to get grant money. Global warming. Hey, you know what? Fucking scientists were all over fucking Epstein's flight logs too. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure and that's they- just lazy reporting. This lazy, lazy. It's lazy, lazy, lazy. You're like, well, I wrote, you know, sixteen hundred words. <laughs> yeah, I drank sixteen hundred beers this week. <laughs> uh, I could, I should have went and got more beer. Oh, well, I think I'll find some. I think I got some whiskey floating around still. Treat myself but tonight. You don't want me to talk shit about your article. Don't write such a stupid fucking article. I mean, there's other stuff like uh, maybe we can pull one of these up. One of those ones that was referenced. And um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to get to the point where we start saving all this shit, though. Um, and I don't think we'll ever get to the degree of what some of the shows floating around this, um, this network are doing, but you well, know, that's because we are a grown men with jobs and, and stuff, and, you know, it's not yeah. that easy. Well, I it's still like, money. Money. if there's, if there's a way that we could, and there, there might be something, um, I'm not the most aggressive computer programmer and by aggressive, I mean, I don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> but I, I found something that might allow us if I could figure out how to install it. Um, it could get us kind of close to this sort of shit. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm going to try and get into the habit of uh, instead of clicking links, I'm going to try and save the articles first and then put them into Discord. Um, what's that? Like save an archive of them, or yeah, pretty much. Um, well, because like the the oh, first server. Well, so like the 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 uh, the John Hopkins Hopkins newsletter, you know, they had that article come out. Talking about baseless conspiracy theories, you know, here's some fucking, uh, here's some more universities doing research, and they found that according to new data, the U.S. currently ranks first in total COVID nineteen cases, new cases per death per day in death. Uh, the the assistant program director of the Applied Economics Master's Degree Program at Hopkins critically analyzed the effect of COVID nineteen and uh, using death data and. Essentially, what they found is there was no rise in anything. Like, we're still going to be pretty much right on track for the numbers from 2018, 2019, as far as total amount of people that have passed away. Um, but because of the, all the extraordinary work they did to shield everybody from the amazing hundreds of millions of deaths of COVID, they've been able to keep the death rate equal or just a little less than it was last year. Um, so for that to maintain, everybody needs to keep doing what these governors say because uh, in order to keep the death rate comparable to what it was forever. Yeah, we've got to lock down or else there'll be a million deaths a year. Yeah. Okie dokie. That's not a conspiracy theory. And you know, like at the end of it all, I just I know I, I don't I haven't quite come to terms with really want wanting to admit it, but my career as being a stagehand is done. Like no shit, it's all over. It ain't ever coming back. Um. Yeah. I don't and, think like, so. And I, man, you got the shit people. This industry you have to think about. It's like, well, the one card we haven't been thinking about in the last year is that uh, what if it doesn't come back? Yep. Like, oh, it'll come back. Well, at the same point, like at least we're focusing on creating our own circus, <laughs> our own <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> entertainment for the masses. Whole world's clown world now. <laughs> this is behind the schemes. We break our, we bake our own clown bread here. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm stretching all over the place tonight, y'all. I'm, I'm not going to apologize anymore. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good one. Been running along. We want to call it. Yeah, I think so. I'm feeling pretty yeah. groovy about everything. It's been. It was a, you know, a double whammy of a night, and uh, you know, started off a lot of fucking tech issues, but then. Uh, we dove into a few good conversations, I think. That's good. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. I hope people enjoyed it. Me too. Um I listen to it. I need to I need to get all the login stuff from Monty and start getting on the Instagrams and we can start to promoting some stuff. Um Yeah, I just I I, I need to stop dicking around with it and just accept the fact that, you know, the ideals and sentiments that are shared on this show are 
going to make people recoil in absolute utter revulsion and hate. And I'm not excited about it, but maybe it's time to just pull that bandaid off, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, and then in the balls out world, what we do is, you know, when we pick an article and a, and a, and a, and a, a journalist, you know, to call out their shit, you fucking tag it, tag them on it. <laughs> At me, bro. <laughs> Calling you out on your fucking bullshit. Bro. Yeah, whatever. And then, like, start doing, going that way. But then that's an, then they're just like, oh my God, daddy. Daddy. They just, these, I just wrote an article for like a science journal and like, they're look at this is hate speech. <laughs> they're calling me a racist. They're evil. Ban hey, them. We hate them, Daddy. The only people that we call racist on this show is Joe Biden. Okay, damn it. <laughs> and that's just because he passed all of the three first three things of the conspiracy theory. You know, and everybody agrees. Well. On that note, y'all, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Um, like I always say, can't spell a new abnormal without NWO. Peace. Bye. Peace on Earth. Goodwill to men. 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 <laughs> yeah, just men, I guess. <laughs> it's raining men. Holy hey. shit. Hey, There's I'm guts a- everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no oh. one ever wants to think about that. Um, well, cool. We'll uh, we'll do this again. Um, I don't think I'll be here Thursday. Maybe we push it back. Uh, maybe it'll be Mike and Monty here. Maybe it'll be Mike, Monty, and Nick. Maybe it'll be just Malachi, Malachi Junior. You know, the, who can really say? We could all three do separate ones, and whoever says the most words in three hours, <laughs> they win. They win, and they get the post. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, Boom. No. <laughs> well, all on right. that note, y'all have a good night. We'll uh, catch you next time. Peace. Sorry, walking on the moon. <laughs>